This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow, and this is Lynn Furrow, my husband and founder of Summit Life Ministries. At Summit Life Ministries, our vision is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose and equip believers to live an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. Walking by faith, that's what we do. I know that's what you do too. So today we're talking about the reality of the new creation. We're in part two of the reality of the new creation And I just wanted to ask you, honey, um, you talked about new creation. Are you saying that when Jesus died and resurrected, that that was the beginning of a new age? Yeah, a new creation and a new age. I want to look at specifically uh, maybe two to three passages of scripture that can confirm that. And again, what we know is that ages overlap. And that many times we are interacting between the Mm -hmm. two. More than one, yep. More than one at one time. However, the Lord wants us to see the complete, utter collapse of the old order, the old arrangement. Uh, Matter of fact, we had talked about in one of the episodes a a few days ago, how he wants it to vanish away, Mm -hmm. be brought to nothing. And so we've used this scientific example of an event horizon where we're being pulled by the gravitational exp- uh, uh, pull of, of that experience, the experience of the cross and the resurrection. And we want to be brought to a point of no return mm-hmm. where there's no going back. That The world has no hold on me. No hold. Sin has no hold on me. Mm-hmm. The curse has no hold on me. Death has no hold on me. That I'm living in light, in light of the reality of the finished work of Jesus on the cross Mm -hmm. and the power of his resurrection life. And we just said the resurrection is not an event. It's a person. That's right. Uh, That the cross is not an event. It's a person. (laughs) And that we want to have our life to be brought in to where it becomes hidden in the reality of the new creation of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I want us to go, first of all, uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And again, we're trying to confirm and support this thing that the cross and the resurrection was the ending of one and the birth of another. The ending of one creation and the new birth of a new creation. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to begin in verse 45, Paul said, thus it is written, the first man, Adam. Now, wait a minute. Are you taking my hot cider? Yeah, it's so good. I'm just tasting (laughs) a little bit of the age to come. Uh, I I see you didn't (laughs) refill your cup. Or no, it's filled with water. Mine just got cold water. But thanks for the cider. I tell you, we may not get very far in this episode because I was wanting to drink my hot (laughs) cider by myself 
but no, as a new creation oh, person, I want to thank you. I want to love and live like Jesus. So, so you help, said something about Adam. Help yourself. So <laughs> let's you. go. Before I was so easily distracted <laughs> by your behavior, we're just real, folks. We're just real. First Corinthians 15, verse 45. It says, "Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being or a living soul." But then it says, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. Now, I want to continue to read this passage of scripture, but I want to kind of review all of these men yeah, that first are mentioned and and, in this and, passage yeah. of scripture. So you said a last Adam and there's a first Adam mm-hmm. and then a last Adam last and then Adam. there was a first man. So is there a last man? So I'm kind of, how's that all going to work? Right. Well, you added one that is not mentioned in It's not in, the in there because it doesn't say last man. And, it says. Well, it does say last Adam. Or last man. The the name Adam means man. Okay. So every time we say you're a man, we're saying you're Adam. You're a man of the dust. Yeah, you're a man of the dust. Your ancestry comes directly from Adam from himself. Adam. Mm-hmm. But there are three different statements about men that are mentioned in this passage of scripture. It says that the first man mm-hmm. the first of mankind was adam but then it says there was a last adam mm-hmm. so there was a first adam and a last adam so what is paul saying by saying that there is a bookend right. to the lintage of adam I've, I've said this is why we don't just look at the cross as an event. We look at it as an experience as well, mm-hmm. an interactive experience that we get experiential revelation from it. In God's mind, when he beheld his son on the cross who became sin for us, he viewed Jesus, and I, I mentioned in the last, last episode, that when we see Jesus, he just did not die for us, but he died as us. us. Mm -hmm. So when God viewed Christ on the cross, he viewed him as the last of Adam's kind, Mm. the last Adam. So if he were the last of Adam's kind, the cross was an extinction event For Adam's race. Right. How does that work? In God's mind, that race that was subjugated to sin Mm -hmm. under the dominion of death and darkness, held in bondage, a chain to a specific age. God says, in Christ, I am bringing a conclusion to that moment of human history. To that history of Adam's race, I view Christ's death as a death that he died 
for all men who had ever lived. That's awesome. So it is an extinction event. So in God's mind, Adam's race no longer exists. But he did not say, so man no longer exists. Right. No, he said that Jesus was the last Adam, but he became in the resurrection a life-giving spirit. He became not a man that was just from the dust, Mm -hmm. but he became a man the second man from heaven. So a different kind. A different kind, a different and a new humanity that we would say is a new creation. We had the old creation and what happened it in its fall, in its curse and collapse into sin and sin's bondage that led to the death of everything. Mm-hmm. But now we see that Jesus, through the resurrection, becomes a life-giving spirit, and he becomes a new kind of man, new kind of man. a new humanity. And he's the first. So in, in original creation, God creates everything, and he caps it with, at the end of his creation time, he caps it with this man, this first Adam. But as this kind is ending and finishing he starts his new creation with another man a man so in the the first creation he consummated it we we call adam and eve the crown of creation right it was the 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 goal of the creation was mankind but the exact opposite occurs in the new creation God starts out with a new humanity. Mm-hmm. He starts out with a second man. Oh, the second man. The, a second Adam who is not bound by sin, controlled by sin. He doesn't produce an absence of blessing. Mm. He is now a life-giving spirit. And just as Adam had to receive the breath of life to become alive, to become a living being. This second man, Christ Jesus, the resurrection and the life, life begins to breathe because the word spirit in the Greek in the New Testament is pneuma. It means breath. Mm -hmm. He becomes a life-giving breath to a new creation. He is breathing into creation, making everything new. But for us to be part of that creation, we have to be in Christ. So for not for those who are not in Christ, they're still part of the old mankind. Which is what? Which is perishing and is mm-hmm. passing away. But God wants us to become a part of the new creation reality where all things are passing away and God is remaking, renewing, mm-hmm. and resurrecting uh, us in himself to where we're experiencing resurrection life, newness of life in Christ. Now I want to finish reading the rest of this passage 
It says, as was the man of dust, referring to Adam Mm -hmm. in the garden in Genesis, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. So just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we also bear the image of the man from heaven. So by faith, I get to choose my ancestry. That's amazing. And I can either continue to say, I want to reflect the image of the man from dust, which is perishing in sin Mm -hmm. and in darkness and in death. And it's not just physical death, Mm -hmm. it's spiritual death. Or I can, by faith, become in union with a new human lintage, a new human family, but it did not originate from the dust. It is born from heaven. And I can now bear the image. And and Mm. Paul literally said, those who are of heaven. So our ancestry does not originate in the earth, on the earth. It originates from heaven and is resourced from heaven. That's why as age changers, a part of what we do in partnering with God to bring about the reality of the new creation in the earth is where to say, let your kingdom come, let Mm -hmm. your will be done in us, Mm -hmm. just like it is in heaven. If we're bearing the image of the heavenly man, Christ Jesus, and his glory has risen upon us, we're reflecting those eternal certainties and heavenly realities now in the earth, bringing about his kingdom. And that kingdom is within the grasp of our faith. Jesus, when he preached the kingdom, he said, repent, change the way you think, change the way that you're positioned, change the way you're going. And he said, for the kingdom of God has drawn near. It is close at hand. It's within your grasp. And so he also said, from the days of John the Baptist, this transitional period between the old and the new, Mm -hmm. one translation paraphrases it this way. The kingdom of heaven has aggressively advanced towards earth and the violent, Mm -hmm. if there is a way in which violence is justified. (laughs) It's justified when we say, thus do spiritual violence. Jesus said the violent will take it by force. In other words, there are gonna be those that are spiritually aggressive. They see the dawning of a new day where the kingdom of God is coming into the earth in demonstration and in manifestation. And those that see it, those that will not ignore it, those that perceive it, Mm -hmm. those that can sense the weight of it coming near them, they will aggressively press into the reality of it. And so I, I just want to appeal to my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a day for you to be spiritually aggressive, spiritually violent, Jesus said the violent will take it by force. 
and 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 even though you know he was encouraging aggressiveness you'll find that there won't be any resistance he he just says yes the gates are open wide for you to enter in through the door through me i'm the way the mm-hmm. truth and the life you can enter in and have access to every dimension every kingdom realm every mm-hmm. heavenly realm is accessible to us today because if we're going to bear the image of the heavenly man if we are now a part of a new family line that's a part of a new creation then what we do is we are resourced from where christ is seated and that we find that we're not just outsiders looking in and saying jesus could you send a few blessings our way to make our earthly life a little bit more manageable. Right. No, he says, when I when I was raised and I ascended, you came with me mm-hmm. and I have seated you together with me, full access. It was my father's desire to give you, you the kingdom. kingdom. I am the heir of the kingdom, but because you're in relationship with me now, you are heirs of all that the kingdom is. Everything that the Father has given to me, I am entrusting and giving it to you. You are co-regents together with me. Now, there's one other scripture that I want to quickly go to because I know we're running out of time uh, for this segment. And this is preached often, but let's go over to it. Second Corinthians 5, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. Ooh, and I may have uh, gotten the wrong reference here. Let me find it quickly, or I will just paraphrase it. I love that God works in us and he gives us his spirit so that we can respond to this word. We can respond to his truth because in our own strength, in ourself, we cannot. We can't understand it. We don't have eyes to see. We don't have ears to hear. But he gives us his spirit so that we can know the deep things of God. So I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for bailing me out while I found the verse. I actually uh, did not write the right address down. It is Second Corinthians 5, but not 6, but verse 16. Uh, Paul said this, From now on, therefore, we regard no one... According no one according to the flesh. How are we to know people from now on? Just according to the Spirit. So n- not after their 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 oh. flesh, not after them being not natural. Not after the men, Adam? Uh, oh. Yeah, men of the dust. But we now recognize people after the Spirit. He said, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Listen, the old has passed away. Look, the new has come. So where did Paul get his theology (laughs) and the foundation for this theology about the new creation? Going back to what we talked about, the first man... Jesus being the last Adam, 
but also the second man, a new type of humanity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, talking about that he's beginning a new creation, and he's beginning it with Christ, who is now the life-giving spirit that is breathing the breath of life back into his creation, breaking the power of death. Now in this passage, he said, no longer view things just in the natural way, according to the way it was in the old order. Mm. But I want you to look and see that he is making everything new. Well, Paul did not just originate this thought. This is a Old Testament foundation that now has New Testament revelation and application. Did you know what this this thing that he talks about how the new has come, but the old is passing away, is directly a paraphrase out of Isaiah 65, 17. So it is a reference, and this is not something that is is well known, because we quote it, you know, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. But very few ministers, pastors preach it, that Paul was actually quoting an Old Testament, paraphrasing an Old Testament scripture. But I want to read it, if I can find it, in a timely fashion. (laughs) Verse 17. For behold, here's this word, look, I create a new heavens and a new earth. And the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to marry this Old Testament thought that Paul laid as a foundation for this New Testament revelation of when the new creation begins. He said, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. He said, the former things shall not be remembered. Carmen, one of the things that we need to allow the Lord just to break in with the light and the reality of his truth so that we walk in newness of life mm-hmm. instead of a mixture of the old and new mm-hmm. somehow merged together in this murky overlap of darkness and light right. that we allow God to dismember the memories of our past life when we were a son and daughter of Adam bound by sin. And then he goes on to say, so that it will not come into our mind. I can't wait to in my own life. And that's why renewal knowledge Mm -hmm. with renewing our mind is so important. Because God says, I want you to be free from any and all thoughts, any pursuing spirits Mm -hmm. from your past. I want them, you to have a reality, you to have a life where not one of those bad thoughts from your past life can enter in to your present reality and affect your future in Mm me. That's powerful. That's the word. He said, so that old things would pass away to where the thought of them would no longer come to mind. So Bill Johnson, a brother that I appreciate, he said, we cannot afford 
to think a thought that's not from God. Mm-hmm. Because when we think a thought apart from the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the new creation, the new man, the new humanity, what it does is it entraps us back to its gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus breaks me free from the gravitational yeah. pull of sin. Mm-hmm. Sin, and sin and death. And allows me to be free in the spirit. To be free to be what? To be free to be a new creation. Yeah. To be a son and a daughter of God. Well, thank you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this week of teaching because I've enjoyed I've teaching enjoyed it, it and I've enjoyed meditating on this. And uh, we invite any of you that has questions that maybe have come to your heart and mind uh, by this week's episodes. We invite you to send them in and to make those comments known to us. And we'll try to answer them tomorrow uh, in the episode where we uh, do questions and answers. And I promise I'm going to try to do my best to answer more and more questions. But we also don't want to minimize them or just give superficial answers. We really want to give substantive answers to substantive questions. And so thank you guys for joining us this week. Next week, what we're going to do is we are going to abide hard at the cross Mm -hmm. and we're going to give specific insight in how Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. Sweet. Great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being with us. Um, If you like to hear this and you want to hear more, you can check out summitlifeministries.com. You can subscribe, like us on Facebook and Instagram, those kinds of things. Follow us um, and see more. Get in the word, stay in the word, be prayerful, and keep your heart focused on where it needs to be, on Jesus. Bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.